0: this computer recording in progress all right so welcome to another episode of the fantasy football happy hour podcast i am your host ricky valero on today's episode we are going to do a rookie mock draft um i've got my co-host matthew fox here with me how are you bud
1: doing pretty good i mean it is rookie mock drafts or it's rookie draft season uh million rookie drafts going on
0: it's pretty insane uh we were talking about how it's been quite an interesting run uh recently uh can everybody see that i don't understand Mm -hmm. yep all right perfect don't look at my draft strategy here or anything guys okay so uh i'm just kidding what does this do i'm sorry i'm fascinated by what i'm able to do now because i've never really done this before Oh my goodness, somebody take this away from me. All right, so, (laughs) all right, also joining us on the show today, sorry guys, I'm like five. Uh, Also joining us this week, Chris, uh, my buddy,
2: Chris Clarkson, how are you, bud? Good, man. Uh, Tired, been traveling a lot, just bought a house, got a lot of shit going on it, but first time I've ever done a, first year I've ever done a dynasty league, so Happy to dive into that type of fantasy football. Hey, first off, we did the Dynasty Draft together last year, and we're still in that league together. We did it together. (laughs) Ricky just texts me every once in a while with a trade offer, and I say, all right, if you're good with it, I'm good with it, and then he does whatever he wants.
0: That's only partially true. Um, I, I'm excited to have you here. It's, it's, I like just uh, getting difference of opinions. Um, obviously, if you're on Twitter, make sure to follow Clarkson and I. We do share bets daily. Um, we've been killing it this baseball season. I think we're at 22 and 13 overall. We won five in a row Monday through Friday. We swept the week again. So it's been pretty uh, incredible. And then also joining us the first time to the show. First time we've actually uh, interacted here on the show here. Craig, how are you, bud?
3: I'm doing pretty good. Um honestly it's weird. I didn't change my name on here every time I go on and everything else. It just says Coach Craig. Everybody calls me coach or Coach Craig. So um doing pretty good. Obviously, I saw you just send out a message yesterday in the group chat, and I'm just like, hey, I've already done a couple of these this week. I'm good with doing another one
0: exactly and that's basically what we're going to do is obviously not everybody has filled up the draft room and that's okay um i think what we can do is we can do a collective get a collective going on for some of these other picks that i think that we can look at or we could just do auto i don't really care what way we do it but we're gonna have a little fun doing this rookie mock um clarkson picked the three slot i picked the four slot matt picked the seven slot and craig picked the eight slot which is really funny because all we are just bundled up together closely (laughs) um we didn't want to be alone um when we were picking which i totally understand i get it guys so you know i i'm gonna enjoy this whenever you guys pe- pick something bad i'm just gonna hit you with one of these you know what i mean look at that you know what i mean or if you have something that i liked whenever you pick i'm gonna hit you with one of those you know what i mean i am out of control today guys so i didn't know i could do all these things on zoom so get ready for a lot of fun over the next oh crap i don't how do i undo the heart now okay there we go all right so with that being said. Weird. I'm back to the mouse. Okay. All right. With that being said, we are going to go ahead and get started on this draft. Um, we're going to start the draft. Yes. I'm want to. i sure we want to start the draft. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then it's just going to do it by itself, which is fine. Because then we can just kind of get a, a normalized ADP from here. I, and what I can do here is I can, I thought I could pause the draft somehow. Somebody want to tell me how to do that? Pause draft. There we go. All right. Perfect. Pause. And Now what I'll do is I'll pause in between Whenever it is your pick, just kind of give me an idea of where you're going with and why you're going with that player there. Obviously, um, for those of you listening at home, Breeze Hall, Kenneth Walker, go 101, 102. Um, Not really surprising. That's a lot of what you're seeing across the board across a lot of leagues because they're the only really two good, quote unquote, running backs that you can get in this draft because it has been kind of uh, icky. I guess the word is. I don't know why I said icky, but I'll never say it again. I promise. But Clarkson you are on the clock uh what do you got for
2: us uh I don't I, I'm confused by the Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker love um obviously NFL teams didn't like them as much as fantasy football guys do I mean you've got Michael Carter in New York and then Seattle has been <laughs> its awful running back by committee for years even though Chris Carson's been the best back there for a long time I don't I don't get it. Well, I don't understand it's a dynasty, but still.
1: So I think there's two things to understand about the NFL. First, uh, running backs don't go in the first round anymore. We've seen sliding down. So where they went at the top of the second is probably prime value um, for running back. And I would say Brees Hall is significantly better than Michael Carter. And in Seattle, I would take the Walker pick as a sign that Chris Carson, who had a severe neck injury, is probably not going to be able to come back. And Penny's on a one-year deal, too. Yeah, and Penny also I, took him five years to do anything in the NFL. I, I, don't, I also don't think Seattle knows what the hell it's
0: doing when they draft. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't. Like, I, they, I really don't understand why they're trying to be good, um, but also not actively trying to rebuild. I mean, I understand Pete Carroll's 98 years old, so that doesn't That's help, why. you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't understand. Like, whenever they trade at Wilson, I just expect that Pete Carroll to announce his retirement the next day. It's like, bro, like, why are you still doing this? I don't understand. But, uh, all right, Clarkson, oh, heads with I'm your Drew Lock.
2: Yeah, exactly. Drew Locke. Um, well, I Best- think here that the smartest decision is to take one of the, Eight first round wide receivers. Um, <laughs> it really depends on who you like best. Um, I love Traylon Burks. I mean, he's going to get a lot of targets because obviously they, the Titans, don't know what they're do, doing and traded AJ Brown instead of paying him. Um, but. I think he's also – I saw a comp for him for Debo Samuel, which makes me believe that he's going to be getting a lot of – they're going to be creative in getting him the ball. Um, So I think Traylon Burks right now is going to be a a pretty good value at at number three. Um, So that's who I'm going to end up taking. Hang on, let me unpause it so you can take him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Does that really
0: did I make a loud noise? I didn't it realize just said, it. it just <laughs> said
2: wow. That's, that's incredible. Awesome
0: too. <laughs> my pick is easy. Sleeper
1: just, will troll you if it doesn't like <laughs> the pick based on ADP. That's incredible.
0: Um, my this is an easy pick for me, is my favorite receiver in this class. I I ran and raved about him um on the podcast prior to the draft. I said he was my number one receiver. The NFL agreed with me saying that he's the number one receiver and This draft. So I'm easily going to go Drake London because I think that he is a monster. And I'm still trying to figure out, I don't really care that it's Mariota or Desmond throwing the football. Uh, Guarding London and Pitts in the red zone is going to be very hard to do, no matter what team you are, because they're both monsters on the football field. So that's an easy slam dunk for me. Um, Now I just hope that you get. Isaiah Spiller at 106 is quite an interesting chain of events that I don't really ADP know. ADP is oh. broken.
1: <laughs>
0: Apparently Team 6 needed a running back.
1: No, um, I think that tells you too, like we talked about, the ADP is mm-hmm. probably all over the board because people have made some wild breaches. There are a lot of people that believe that drafting Spiller means that they're just going to dump Austin Eckler. And where that comes from, I don't know. Yeah, it makes no sense considering hang on, I can sh- show his player card. I mean, what round did he go in? Fourth. Fourth. Was, yeah. I mean, he on, was guys. like the ninth running back off the yeah, tenth off the NFL board. He wasn't even the first one in the fourth round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who mm-hmm. knows what it is.
0: All right, Fox, where are you going here?
1: Uh so I had taken slot seven because I honestly feel like even in Superflex, there are seven players I'm taking before I consider a quarterback. Isaiah Spiller wasn't one of those seven, um, so that it makes it even easier for me. I'm 100% going with Jamison Williams. He's my wide receiver three, uh, and I think that that's just a, a no-brainer pick, and I've actually seen him drop in a couple of drafts. Um, I don't know why it's not giving me uh, – You can players. pick now. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I didn't realize I dropped it. You know what? Eat it, sleeper. <laughs>
0: Pause again. Craig, you're on the clock, my friend. Where We've got a lot of value still left on this table. Obviously, 108, you know you're going to pick here, and then whenever you go 208, a lot of the guys you might like might not be there when you come back around. I think that I, I, I'm i a firm believer, like this round right here, like this bottom half of the draft, You, I'm always okay with reaching here. Do you agree with that?
3: Yeah, for the most part. I mean... I think there's probably a top nine guys that should be in round one in this class. Isaiah Spiller and is
0: definitely one of them, right? <laughs>
3: uh, he's not one of the top nine. I think <laughs> you get to a nine. And then I throw a picky as like 10, if you're in a super flex league. And then like you make the case that Jahan Dotson could be up there for first round draft capital. And you kind of get like who you pick at number 12. It's just kind of the flavor of the month. It seems like, but uh, for me, this picks very, very easy. I just take Sky Moore here. He's my top remaining guy on the board. Uh, He was my wide receiver five pre-draft. He's my wide receiver five post-draft. Nothing changed in my top seven wide receivers in this year's class, pre and post-draft. So I think not too much else to say here, really. I like it. This ADP is messed up. I think this is going off of ADP as startups, though.
1: No, I I think it's taking a lot of the ADP from current rookie drafts that are going on. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not super surprised to see some of these bouncing all around Um, just because I I've done, I think 12 rookie drafts so far, or I'm in the process somewhere and no draft, no two drafts has been the same. And I think that's the big thing. You have to know the people you're drafting with and you have to be prepared for anything. You know, I was dumping out of back half of first round picks earlier, but Mm -hmm. I got Garrett Wilson at nine in Super. a couple of drafts, you know, I got Jamison Williams to drop down there. You've seen some people really making um, drafting for need on their roster rather than value in the draft. and you're seeing some of these mid tier, you know Damon Pierce was a fourth round pick. Isaiah Spiller was a fourth round pick. Rashad White was I think the in the fourth round or the end of the oh, third round. Yeah, so but and they're just hoping that's one of these guys hit and they're all pulling up into the first round, which has been fascinating.
0: It is all over the place, just like looking at some of these. I mean, I would say the back half of this round really kind of went as expected because James Cook's not mm-hmm. going to, if you're picking 112 and you like James Cook, he's not going to be there obviously when you pick 212, unless you're trading within that top half there. Um, mm-hmm.
1: this kind uh, of that's I about think, the right range for Cook, end of the first, mm-hmm, beginning yeah. of the second. It's when he goes like 103 that you're completely you're taking a huge gamble. Like
0: yeah, I, there's some of these ones that have that have happened that I'm are really. Compl- the only thing that I think in round one that really befuddled me, obviously, is Isaiah Spiller going 106. I mean that just, I mean that's him going before Cook even is weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird. But um, we had uh, real quick for those listening. We had Malik Willis go 109, Alivé uh, go 110, one, Pickett 111, uh, Cook 112, and then 201 George Pickens, who I absolutely fucking love. Um, I think that he's great value in the second round, if you get him, um, and then Matt Corral is at two Oh two. So we've had three quarterbacks taken off the board, Chris Clarkson, who went to Burks in round one, you are on the clock, my friend.
2: Yeah, this is always, uh, doing mock drafts when you don't have, this is the first one I've ever done for a rookie draft. So obviously, you know, a lot of times you're drafting for need, like Matt said, instead of value, but so. Honestly, I've, I've got no, no idea where to go here. Um, it's the first one I've ever done. Where I'm leaning to is, is Rashad White, just because I don't know what Tampa Bay is really doing in the backfield right now. Um, is I, Look, okay, is I really don't want to Burnett talk about the Tampa
0: Bay backfield.
2: Okay, is, I'll tell you why. Keyshawn Vaughn,
0: or... yes, Fournette's okay. back, but Keyshawn Vaughn is like RIP – and that really hurts my soul. So
1: <laughs> there's a classic example of a guy that went in the early third round when he was taken, it seemed like it was going to be a perfect pick. He actually pulled up into the first round of rookie drafts and 3 years mm-hmm. later if you banked on him to be your running back
3: savior because there was no other option, you still have nothing it's also important to note that tampa bay reached him on him in the real draft and then people reached on him in fantasy drafts as well i will course-
0: not i look craig i really this is the first time you're on the show i really don't want to, have to kick you out on your first time <laughs> there's not going to be any Keyshawn Slander, okay mm-hmm. he's going to be no. a great starting <laughs> running back in the xfl so like leave him alone okay
3: I love the XFL. So, uh, Fournette did sign a three-year deal, but they can get out of it and save $1.5 million next year if they want to, or they can get out of it the year after that and save a, a whole lot of money. So
2: I like that. Pick I'm going to go with my gut here and, and just go Rashad white.
0: Especially with, uh, with Jones definitely gone now for good, but like yeah. Jones, I felt like always lingered in the background of obscurity, which is really annoying. Um, all right. So I don't always draft for need. I always draft for what I want and, and you can draft what you need. I don't really, I, I mean, I understand that. I just like guys and I want to draft them. And then if I have eight quarterbacks, well, I got eight quarterbacks. That means, you know, somebody wants a quarterback, they'll have to come get a quarterback. And then you turn around and trade Trevor Lawrence for two first round picks. You know what I mean? That's what happens sometimes. So that's exactly what I did. But um, here, uh, I don't like the two options. I don't really like the top three options, according to the ADP, according to Sleeper. I don't like Johan Donson. They don't have a quarterback there. And no, Sam Howell's not a quarterback. He should be like a fullback or something because he sucks. But um,
2: don't let PFT commenter
0: here. You um, say they
2: don't have a quarterback <laughs> in Washington.
0: Uh, I look, I like Carson Wentz. I really don't care what anybody says about him. I'm not thinking, I don't think that he's the greatest quarterback since sliced bread, but he's not nearly as bad as everybody says he is. I do think that Frank Wright did not get enough of the slander for some of his stupid play calling last year. Um, when you go up like two touchdowns while you're letting Carson Wentz throw the football makes no sense to me. Just hand it off to more than likely probably the best running back in football and let him take care of the rest of the game. I don't know, like the Titans do, but, uh, Frank Wright does not get enough slander there. Um, I like the David Bell drafting in Cleveland. I think that's going to be really great. I don't think that he might not have the impact year one as he might in maybe potentially year two. I think it all depends on Deshaun Watson and when he plays, um, problematic as he is, I understand that, but Deshaun Watson is one of the top quarterbacks in this league. He's very good. And I know that he hasn't played in, you know, 12 months. We're going to probably go on a little bit of extended period of time there, but, I think people have forgotten how good Deshaun Watson is. He willed the Texans a very, 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 very bad Texans team to the playoffs several times, and he willed them to victory way too many times. So I like that pick, but I ultimately like the value at the quarterback position here too. I like, I like to have a quarterback that I might know might be able to do something. Matt Carell. I love Matt Corral. He was my he's my 101 quarterback. After the draft, he's not. I still think Pickett's the value. Malik Willis, I he's too boomer bust. But I think Desmond Ryder's a guy that I want to take here, just based on the simple fact that I think that he's going to have the opportunity, and I like the opportunity for him to start, whether he's good or not. I don't know. I saw his picture the other day. He looks like he's 40, so it was kind of <laughs> weird you know, he looks older than Tom Brady does already. And that's really weird to me. So, but um, I almost went Watson here, but I don't trust any rookie receiver with Aaron Rodgers. I just can't do it. So um, Ryder's my pick. Uh, Maybe it is. I don't know. Let me click it seven or eight more times. (laughs) Trey McBride's off the board. I know Matthew Fox, you're extremely heartbroken over that one, right? I'm kidding. He's muted, but it's cool.
1: Tight end was an interesting uh, position because Trey McBride seemed to be not only the consensus number one tight end, but the only one people were talking about going into the draft. He is the first one that comes off the board, but I feel like he went to a horrific landing spot because, A... Arizona Cardinals are not as high-volume pass offense as everyone thinks. We have not seen Kyler Murray go even to 3,900 yards. He hasn't cracked 4,000 yards. They have a million receivers and backs. And he goes to a tight end group that has – Zach Ertz came back on a three-year deal – And Max Williams, who was actually doing big things before he got hurt, necessitating the trade in an offense where we haven't consistently seen them always give tight ends targets. So he is no longer actually my tight end one for this rookie class. I had bumped Greg Dulcich up over him um, because of the opportunity in Denver being a little bit better and being in a system that has in the past been more tight end friendly. Uh, I think that's too high. I wouldn't take any tight end before the third round, honestly, in this draft. Um, I'm tempted to just pick Sam Howell here just to stick it to Ricky, but that would also be sticking it to this fictional team. Uh, So (laughs) Christian Watson, I haven't enjoyed when he, you know, the ADP when I've seen him go, you know, pick eight, pick nine in the first round. But here at 207, that feels like pretty incredible value. That's where I'm going to go. Stick it sleeper.
0: It's not that I don't like Watson. I just don't trust Rogers with rookie wide receivers. But he's gonna have to throw the ball to somebody. I mean, obviously he has the greatest receiver of all time, yeah. Alan Lazard. You know what that's, I mean? Which every, the thing. his ADP's through the roof right now it makes no sense to me because, like, have you watched him the
1: last few years?
0: Like, no offense to the guy.
1: Well, well if you think Watson's gonna be Devontae help. Adams in 2022, you're not you're gonna be no jobs but if you think that he could end up getting 60 targets and catching 30 35 passes and then can grow into it maybe um but that's where i don't like him when i've seen him go you know one of between 107 and 111 you know if you're at the end of the first round or you're into the second round or deep in the second round i think it's
3: worth it because it is aaron rogers
0: craig on the clock my friend you went uh with more in the first what do you like for the second
3: I just got sniped with uh, Christian Watson. I don't think there's any way that he's there in most real drafts, anyways. Though, but like, let me just say with him, he's my eighth overall guy, and I'd rather take him than a Jahan Dotson. I'd rather take him than a Crystal Lobby. Yeah. You know what you're gonna get out of those guys, and it's gonna be boring. It's not gonna be good for fancy. I'd rather go bet on a unicorn that's six foot four, two hundred and like seventeen pounds, runs a four three six, and like, yes, the raw stats aren't that great, but. They ran the ball 62% of the time. They were the Alabama, of the FCS. So they were blown out teams. So he wasn't even playing in the fourth quarter half the time. So, and then you think of all that, he accounted for 35.3% of the receiving yards for North Dakota state, which is a big number. He had dominator rating of over 40%. Like these aren't just anything. And like, you don't see that he goes into the senior bowl, dominates it. And uh, some people are like, Oh, well, the senior Bowl's crap or whatever. There's four cornerbacks in the senior bowl drafted in the second round. And every corner there voted him by far the best wide receiver at the senior bowl too. So it's not like he's nothing. And yes, like some people would be like, Oh, well, he's 23 already and all that stuff. Well, you got to remember we had COVID year. So FCS had to play in the spring last year. If they play in the fall, he probably declares last year. And then he comes out as a 22 year old. So like, there's a lot of factors that people don't count in there. Obviously there's a great opportunity there. You know, you're only fighting with Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins and the, (laughs) Old man Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers, who did nothing last year. Romeo Dubs is my least favorite wide receiver prospect in this entire class. He's probably going to be in Aaron Rodgers doghouse by day one of training camp. No doubt. He's already about there. That. He's already there. <laughs> and then I do like Samari Torrey. They picked in the seventh round. That's another guy that was an FCS guy out of Montana, led the Big West in receiving, and then he ended up transferring to Nebraska. Had almost, it was right around 900 yards on a terrible team with Adrian Martinez who can't hit the broadside of a barn most of the time too. So uh, that's kind of getting off there, but Torrey actually had a 303 yard game in FCS um, in the playoffs, which is ridiculous at any level, first of all, but uh, getting down here to my pick, we're kind of like at this area. I don't really like though. So <laughs> I just try to,
0: do, I would be trading out right now. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> yeah, I would trade out personally. So I'm looking at two running backs personally, you know, there's Damian Pierce here, Tyler, I'll just say who the two are that I'd be looking at. Uh, I am a Texans fan. Uh, I know it sucks, but everybody makes fun of you Thanks. for it, but, uh, Damian Pierce yes. does have a good opportunity, but you also have some concerns there that he's never handled a full workload at Florida. Although he was very efficient on the touches that he did get, you know,
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.
3: Some people blame Dan Mullen for that, for not using him properly, but how's that going to hold up at the NFL level? But if you can't beat on Marlon Mack and Rex Burkett, you probably don't deserve to start ever in the NFL. (laughs) Uh, And then Tyler Algier on the opposite hand, he's one of the running backs that I was very high on coming into everything. He is a guy that I would not be surprised if he gets the job for at least next season as well, which I can't say about a lot of these other guys and Damian Pierce, Samir White, some of these other guys that people are trying to prop up with the 2023 running back class coming in. I think a lot of those guys are going to get usurped. But Algier is a guy that's been able to handle a full workload. He's good in pass protection. He's a very underrated receiving back too for a guy that's 224 pounds. And this dude's shoulders are massive. I was at the NFL Combine. His shoulders are like as big as your head. So I'm going to pick Algier there. It's pretty easy one for me yes he only played at BYU they have lesser slightly lesser competition but he still had over 20 plus touchdowns last season why doesn't
0: uh, uh sleeper like show you their college stats that'd be
3: pretty cool I'll put that one in but yeah I really just stumbled upon him when I was watching Zach Wilson when I was first starting to watch Zach Wilson I'm just like wait wait wait, who's this running back because he's like actually good and then I Stop look at the stats and he had like over a thousand yards rushing and I'm just like
0: oh uh, Clarkson you got to snipe for Wandell Robinson. I'm yeah, sorry. man.
2: Team 12 took my took my dude.
0: Um, real quick, um, let me pause this for a second, and go over that. So I changed your pick. I don't understand how you got to pick somebody else, but Damien Pierce, I changed it there for you. Um
3: oh. somebody no, else I wanted here. Algier.
0: Oh, Algier. Sorry. Yeah.
3: Oops. No, I picked Algier. I was talking about David. Hey,
1: All right, perfect.
0: All right, wow. Yeah. All right, I so actually-
3: I was gonna say I actually had to pick Algier early in the second round in another draft I'm in, but just because there's three Falcons fans in the draft too. Plus, if he does anything, then I can just dump him off on them too, just in case you think he loses the job. And there's a chance that Patterson actually has to play more wide receiver this year, too. So yeah. team team nine here is just uh
1: playing for the future because I don't think Willis <laughs> or Kyron Williams does anything in twenty twenty two. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then um team team nine after Algiers got taken, Kyron Williams to a nine, Sam Howell two ten, which is just a waste of pick, but it is what it is. Um David, I, I'm sorry, I hate Sam Howell. If you can't tell by now, I think he's a midget and he sucks at quarterback. But
3: um wait, wait, wait. If he's a midget, then like Matt Corral and Malik Willis, like half this quarterback class are midgets then because he's six one. He's He's six one. Sam Howell. Sam Howell Just like Malik Willis, six foot.
0: I, I, I'm not Malik Willis is a midget, but at least he can throw the ball and can get out, you know get out of the pocket. Sam Howell just sucks. I'm sorry. I just to throw back to my old co-host who loves Sam Howell and Sam Howell sucks, but he still does suck. I don't think he's going to be worth a nickel in the NFL. I'm sorry, but I just not a big fan of his. Never have been. I don't think anybody in this draft class is really that good. So if that tells you anything, I feel like but he's like the worst of the worst. Like there's a tier. There's like Kenny Pickett's fine. Like he's fine. He's fine. Malik Willis has got at least upside. um, Ryder is whatever. And then then there's like this big gap and then there's a dumpster and then there's Sam Howell. He's underneath that somewhere.
1: Let's see. Malik Willis has upside, but also has... Potential it's just crazy. Well, see,
0: it's crazy for me. Like Malik Willis should not be 109. Shouldn't be. I I wouldn't take him that high. I I don't. I wouldn't take any of these quarterbacks probably that high. Maybe Kenny Pickett is the only guy that I would take only because you're guaranteed at least get some starts out of him and hope that maybe he turns into like a Mac Jones ish. You know what I mean? Because they do have a good run game. They do have receivers there. I do like what Pittsburgh's doing. They do build a good team and they do build to protect the quarterback a little bit better. Their offensive line still is questionable, um, but this quarterback class sucks. I wouldn't draft. I mean, Matt Corral, I'm still even nervous about taking just because, but any chance I get a chance to dunk on Sam Howell makes me happy. So sorry. Guys. Sorry, Sam Howell fans. And sorry to Sam Howell's mom. So Clarkson, now- the clock. we're throwing darts in this round, boys. We're throwing <laughs> darts. Let's throw some darts uh, in this final round of the draft.
2: This one's pretty easy for me. I think this guy would have been a first round dynasty if he hadn't torn his ACL in the, in the SEC championship game, Um, John Mechie is just talented. He's really, he's fast as hell. I mean, he's just going to be, I know Davis Mills is a quarterback in in Houston right now that he might get one more year if he doesn't. hold Hold on,
0: I love the way you said that. I know Davis Mills is a quarterback, not just like anything. You know, he is a quarterback. Just yeah. not
2: doesn't have to be good. He, he does just, play the position. He, does <laughs> he, play the- he is right. there and he's got a lot of neck. I understand that. But John Metch is super talented. And I think, you know, they if they suck, well, they will suck again this year. They'll get a, a top pick in next year's draft. Maybe they land Bryce Young or or uh uh who's the other? CJ Stroud. Yeah, Stroud. Or maybe, who knows, maybe they get Will Levis. Oh
0: Jesus fucking God.
2: Uh.
0: <laughs> Any chance for him to bring up the Kentucky players <laughs> in this draft is gonna get it happen. <laughs> but I think oh, that's I an
2: incredible value.
0: I you know, I know Houston gets dunked on a lot for stupidity, but I do like what they're building down there. Like they are building a decent like atmosphere of 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 just, you know, they just have to come through with some of these picks you know what i mean i do like what they did with davis mills i do like that they didn't reach for a quarterback in this draft class that wasn't there because mills was impressive like you know what i mean like the difference between like davis mills and like Sam Howell, he can see over the line you know what i mean because of his neck but he can still at least see over the line so um i'd rather have davis mills for the next five years and sam his Howell,
2: uh his you know neck I mean? is as long as sam Howell's torso so
0: exactly you know what i mean like <clears throat> all right sorry i'll stop dunking on sam Howell now <laughs> all right, so it's my pick here. Uh again, we're just throwing darts here, I think. I mean, Damien Pierce is probably the best guy available still here. Um especially after, you know, Craig over here hyped him up and then didn't even take him, you know what I mean? I feel bad for him. You know, I mean, he hyped him up like he's the and then sleeper doesn't even like sleeper takes all these other guys in front of him. It's weird. It's um, because
1: you you oh, I switched it. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, but I think they already had whatever. It is what it is. Um I just want to throw it out here. I like, um, I like the dart throw on Justin Ross. I do. I like it. I really don't care. Um, I'm I'm nervous. Third round here. You're just throwing darts anyway. This might be, you might have other darts you can throw that might actually do Mm -hmm. something. Justin Ross could be out of the league in five in, in a year. You know what I mean? It's a possibility, but I think people forget how good Justin Ross really was. Like this dude was the number one wide receiver. He was number one, everything. He was a, stud above studs i know he's probably not going to do anything and that's okay but i really wish that he would just for his the sake of his story because like prior to this like that guy would have been a top earning uh nil guy right you know what i mean this is why i love the fact that some of these guys can earn money in college football now because a guy like justin ross would have made millions of dollars and then now he's like stuck scrapping for nickels because of getting hurt and that you know he does have a history of being hurt so i'm, I'm hoping that he does something um i don't understand why Jalen wattermeyer was taken that doesn't make any sense because he didn't like, even get drafted right no oh, yeah. he
3: didn't so you don't run a 503 and get drafted or producer fantasy <laughs> no like it there's never been a tight end run higher than a five flat and producer fantasy ever so you're yeah. like if you're hoping on him you're hoping on a, a historical outlier that's never happened before
0: Yeah. It's crazy because it's weird to me. I, yeah, I just, he, I knew he was crazy. Like he was good. Like, I mean, he was a highly touted prospect. I mean, he was decent, but all right. So for me here, I, I have been keeping a close eye on a guy that Matthew Fox kind of turned me to um, a little bit with his Bronco love. But I do think that I I think that he's going to probably be the best tight end in his class just for, you know, the purpose of, you know, he's going to have the opportunity to get on the football field. And that's Greg Dolch, Dolch. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Also just want to throw it out there. I love Jeremy Ruckart. I hate where his landing spot, but I just, I just saw his name and I can't not you know, praise that man because I think that he's going to be a decent, there's a lot of good players in this draft that I think are not going to be fantasy football good. They're just going to be football good. And I feel like that's where we're at. Like even uh, Olive going into the jets, like Olive's is really fucking good player but like the Jets, it's Zach Wilson. Like, I mean, Zach mean Wilson, Garrett, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, Sorry. Garrett Wilson. I love Garrett Wilson. I think he's great. I got them mixed up. Um, I love Alive <laughs> because I think he's going to be great for the saints because, well, I mean, Jameis Wilson throws a ball 943 times. Now don't get me wrong 400 or to the other team, but it's still pretty good. But uh, I like Dolce tier. Um, it's a, it's a nice dart throw that I don't feel like I don't, like I'm wasting a pick, but at the same time, like I could be because tight ends don't translate to the NFL very easily. Hashtag Adam Troutman, um, RIP. Um, but, um, hopefully he bounces back, but, um, it's, it's, I, that's the one thing whenever I first started diving into like dynasty and football and stuff like that, realizing like tight ends do not translate very fast and efficiently into the NFL. Like not everybody is, you know, uh, jumping out the gate Cause it's, it's one of the harder positions to translate. You got to learn how to block. You got to learn how to catch passes and you're already on the lower packing order, especially depending on what team you're on. So <clears throat> it's a hard translation, um, but I'm going to go just value purposes here. Um, I'd probably trade if somebody's willing to trade, if anybody's willing to trade you in this bottom half around two top half around three, if you're able to get a 2023 pick out of it, please do. Because next year we'll be talking about how great, you know, value is in 304 we won't be throwing darts at you know justin ross who probably won't be on a team next year you know what i mean i would like to see justin ross in the xfl speaking of the xfl so i'll take dolce here also like zamir white i don't i no purpose for any reason other than i think that he's a great running back that got hurt so fox i didn't snipe you did i
1: uh no i mean i would have considered him uh there um but um i actually it feels a little bit weird to take um you know i've taken receivers in the slot in the last two and usually you like to diversify positions so I'm, uh, there's two that i'm looking at here i'm shocked carson strong i was just catching back up to that another one you know if you can get the qb3 for the philadelphia eagles you got to do it every time right Um, I liked uh, looking at the top three um, up here, probably the three guys that I would consider. I loved uh, Brian Robinson's potential going into the draft. Now he's in a murky spot in Washington. They have Antonio Gibson. They're talking about evenly splitting them on the first two downs and using McKissick on the third down. That might mean all three of them are awful. It's also hard for me to believe that they're going to do that to Gibson after what we've seen. Um, So I'm very leery of that. Pierce, we kind of talked about he does he never carried a huge load in college, but the the appeal there is the potential. I've heard some people talking about him being the Michael Carter of this draft because he went in the fourth round. He goes to a place where he really has no competition. He might be pretty good. And then Houston might just take a nice running back with a high draft pick next year. Um that's <laughs> potential, and I like. <clears throat> I liked Alec Pierce. I thought that was decent. I liked where he went to the Colts. Um, because outside of Michael Pittman, you know, we've never seen Paris Campbell really develop into anything. Zach Pascal's gone. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with T.Y. Hilton. He didn't have much coming back last year. So I think there's potential for Pierce. And we've seen um, you know, we've seen Matt Ryan be able to support multiple receivers. So as weird as it seems, I'm gonna go receiver for a third time. <laughs>
0: there are times to turn baby there you go craig my man where are we going to that final pick
3: oh uh, so i mean damian pierce is still there i will say that I, I do like alec pierce as a prospect yeah. a lot i don't like pairing him with matt ryan though matt ryan, matt ryan is really he's really regressed in the deep ball the last two years you could argue part of that's the falcons offensive line but maybe a better offensive line will help that but his arm's just not what it was and that's kind of what pierce does he runs wins on those go routes maybe run him on some slant routes and stuff like that. But the guys that go over the middle of the field are going to be the ones that benefit the most from Matt Ryan. So he might actually benefit from whoever comes after Matt Ryan a little bit more. So we might not see him pop off till year three, maybe. Um, Damian Pierce would be like the easy cop-out pick here. I'll talk about two other guys. That'd be my next two Jelani woods. Who's another Colts guy that I think could benefit from being attacking the middle of the field. He's a very athletic, big guy. He's like, <laughs> The souped up version of Mo Ali Cox. And I know everybody out there loves Mo Ali Cox and thinks he's going to be great because he played basketball. And we all think all these tight ends that used to play basketball are going to turn into good prospects just because Jimmy Graham and Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates did. Well, it turns out those are the outliers. Like we rarely see it otherwise. We've seen, you know, probably 20, 30 other guys try it since then, and they all fail. And the Colts are a team that's attacked it before. Malachi Cox has been okay. They tried Eric Swoop before that. He was terrible. And you're even seeing, God, somebody signed uh, Santos Silva from, God, Was it, Texas Tech? He was a power forward center there. They yeah. signed him to play tight end now too. And I'm just like, this Rarely works, rarely, rarely works. So Julian Woods is one there. I will mention Tyquan Thornton. I'm actually probably higher on him than most people. Obviously, the Patriots did spend second round get draft cap on him. He does have two knocks against him that he played for Baylor, and Baylor wide receivers rarely turn out, except for you know a year and a half of Josh Gordon essentially. And then Patriots have not been able to draft wide receivers worth the crap. It pretty much since Bill Belichick's been there. So uh, he's a guy that I do like um, more as that deep threat, probably replacing Nelson Aguilar, who didn't do much last year, but he was actually productive at Baylor. And a lot of people kind of underrate that. Uh, I think I'll just go with Jelani Woods here just because I think he could have more potential upside to year one, but they have something very interesting. They're trying in the Colts and they're just drafting all these six foot seven tight ends because they got Jelani Woods, Moa Cox. And then they took this other guy out of uh, Youngstown State that was like six foot seven. Like and his stats weren't good, like either. It's just like, we're just going to build monster tight ends and put them all there. I don't know if it's going to work out or not, but then obviously they still do have Kylan Grantson they took last year, but he was a converted wide receiver from Rice to SMU. That was more of a slot tight end anyway. So they could end up just using him in the slot. Let's see if I can find Jelani Woods here real quick.
0: Oh, Look, I'm just not going to say this because I'm biased, but I, I won this draft, so I, I'm just kidding. I uh, It's interesting to see because, honestly, this is – God, this draft class sucks. I mean, obviously, it's top-heavy. We know that. I mean, but I just – I forcefully had to pick a few players in a couple of these drafts, and it's like, holy – the fuck was that? What is that? Why they the, need to the
1: draft has ended?
0: Yeah, I, I got wooed or something in my ear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I like that. Um, do you want to convert this to a league? <laughs> our, uh, our three, our three player league. I would start <laughs> three wide receivers. <laughs>
0: oh man! I all right. So before we go, um, Craig, I'll let you do some plugs where we can find you and stuff like that. But I want to get. I want you to give me a guy in this draft class that's being taken in round two or three that you think that might be productive as you give some plugs.
3: Yeah. So I mean like in this draft class, there's probably a decent amount just because like you had Christian Watson there. I think he always goes in the first round pretty much. Like I have seen him go like early round two, but I think he's definitely got a chance. Pickens could have a chance. He's a weird pick for me just because he's, him and Chase Claypool are kind of similar anyways. Uh, there's still some red flags with Pickens. I think he's still raw and has some developing to do. I compare him a lot as a prospect to Mike Williams, but kind of worse and more raw at this point in time. Obviously, Mike Williams did go at the top half the first round in real life and then kind of took a while to develop anyways. They both are kind of similar skill sets there. Uh, McBride's a slow burn, but you're probably waiting on him for two years because – if they tried to cut Zach Ertz after this year, it's a $10 million cap hit. So that's probably not going to happen. Tyler Algier, I already talked about quite a bit in mine. I like Sam Howell more than you. I think Mac like, I don't think Matt Corral is good. Like, I think he's a career backup in the NFL level. And I think he's got a lot of red flags that people, we can discuss probably more or less. Like, obviously he had bad decision making his junior year. They put the kiddie gloves on him his senior year and he only threw five picks because of that. They didn't let him throw the ball deeper, try to force things anymore. Um, plus, you know, he has a little bit of injury history, but part of that's due to his toughness. Um, so we'll see there. I think he's very overrated in terms of actually running from the quarterback position. People overrate how good he was at it. And then, uh, David Bell's got a very good opportunity. I think he replaces the guy most similar to him and Jarvis Landry, and he goes to Cleveland, but Will that work out? We'll just have to see. I did like him quite a bit. I think a lot of people were overrating how unathletic he was because we already knew he wasn't going to test that well. Like, you can't double knock a guy for something we already knew. Uh, well, then, like, the third round, like, metchie has got a chance, but to me, he's just a slot wide receiver. He kind of can give you probably, like, a Jameson Crowder type of production where he's going to be a useful wide receiver three flex play, like, on a weekly basis. Um, maybe there's some upside for more, but I just don't really see it. Dolcic is very, very interesting because he's that receiving tight end. He's close. A lot of people are comping him to Robert Tunyon, who Nathaniel Hackett obviously has a history with now and kind of helped develop him. So that could be a good fit there. Zamir White's an interesting one, but he's a guy that if I'm drafting, as soon as Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake are gone, like this offseason, and people are hyping him up that he's going to be the starting running back, that's when you flip him right away because they're going to draft somebody else because he can't because ha- he's not going to be able to carry a workload. He didn't do it at Georgia. He has two ACLs in his career. He's a good running back, but he's not a receiving back. Like, I'd love to see like, if they had him next year and then they, they draft Amir Gibbs. That pairing could be very fun. I could, I compared that on a different podcast, kind of the Alvin Kamara, maybe a Mark Ingram, but like a lesser version. That'd be a very interesting combination there. Uh, Pierce, I said, would be pretty interesting. I just don't see it with Matt Ryan, though. Uh, Damian Pierce obviously could walk into some opportunity. Brian Robinson's an interesting one because I think people kind of overrate how good Antonio Gibson is, plus he's been hurt all the time, too. So there is some opportunity there. If you draft him, Brian Robinson, you just kind of wait for Antonio Gibson to get hurt, and then maybe you sell high on him. Because a lot of this class is like if I have to pick somebody, I'm going to pick somebody and find the spot when I can sell high on them to somebody else and then just turn it into something else is what I would say. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, somebody I think is very, very overrated at this point in time. Yes, he went to the Cowboys. It seems like a good situation. He put up good numbers, but it was in the Sun Belt. Sun Belt wide receivers don't turn out. Like players from the Sun Belt rarely, rarely turn out at skill positions. Obviously, we had Elijah Mitchell to kind of be the outlier last season. But he's an average athlete. Didn't separate at the Senior Bowl. Just not there, and like to me, if everybody's healthy in Dallas, I know Michael Gallup's not healthy right away at the start of the year, but if you have Michael Gallup, CD Lamb, and James Washington, they're all better than Jalen Tolbert. Like, people don't like James Washington is not a bad wide receiver, he just got buried with what happened at Pittsburgh. And anytime you talk to Ben Roethlisberger, he spoke highly of him all the time, and I think he's going to have a pretty good season for the Cowboys, especially. At the beginning of the year, where he's going to be in the starting lineup when Michael Gallup's out for a couple games, probably.
0: Yeah. And where can we find you work and where can we find you on Twitter, my man?
3: Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Coach Craig Sport. Obviously, you can't put the last S because you got 15 character limit. You can find me on YouTube at Coach Craig Sports. I also write for True North Fantasy Football, We Bet ATS. Uh, that's where I have my daily MLBDFS uh, cheat sheets. For the uh, FanDuel main slate every single day. I also do the uh, core picks for MLB DFS on my site as well. Right now I'm doing my draft grade series. So I'm going division by division, team by team, pick by pick, giving a grade for each individual pick, then an overall grade for the team. And I like breaking it up by divisions. Otherwise you get one really, really long video. So it's kind of easier on people that way. And then obviously I do some work with Sons of Dynasty had up here, uh, helping them with their YouTube channel, putting out different media content and we'll be having some type of rookie podcast, pretty similar to this. We were gonna do it this weekend, but kind of fail back to next weekend now. So that's kind of that. Uh, There's probably something else that I'm forgetting, honestly. Uh, I, oh, Stacks, <laughs> the Stacks app. So Stacks app is the, you make a video pretty much as a discussion post, other people can respond to you via video thing and you just kind of debate back and forth. So definitely check that out. My name is coach Craig sports over there as well.
0: Perfect. Craig, thanks for joining us this week. Clarkson. You can follow him on Twitter, Chris Clarkson, 91. Matthew Fox, Nighthawk7734. We appreciate everybody listening as they do each and every week. It's been a fun show. Um, We've got some fun content coming. Obviously, you know, looking at the rookie mock, I mean, the next couple months is kind of dissecting what's ahead. It's going to be interesting to see what the June 1st fallout is for – um, players that we're talking about in this draft class that might be getting starting spots and then some random veterans signed somewhere. And then of course they mm-hmm. just, you know, their value, <clears throat> their value completely disappears, especially when talking about the Colts who ultimately will probably end up signing, um, you know, Julio Jones at some point, you know what I mean? So for the six games that he plays this year, he'll take some targets away from whomever, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Craig, thank you for joining us. And we'll talk to you guys next week.